on the road to Fenders. We met a superpowered investigator named Penny. He has the ability to give you a coin and see into your mind, and so much more. Penny and his partner Ashley would come up empty-handed with solving an old case of his, but he would learn something much more. We also meet Joel, the sneezy time traveler. He was on a mission to try to recover the story of the rogue defenders. After traveling back and forth in time, he would begin to understand his powers and would even manage to create a time sphere. It was a safe place for him to lay low. While there, he would get a premonition from a hero named Prism, who was asking for help. Joe would rush to the scene and end up realizing that it was a ruse that the fear monster had created. Joe would battle hard and end up winning with the power of hope. He would narrowly escape with a book and MP3s and would be off to listen to them now that he was safe. We start this story one day and a half after the last story is ended. We see the android man in his evil lair. He is in his lab, walking, talking to himself, going up to each one of the pod people and programming something into their virtual reality experience. The fear monster emerges in the corner of the room and says, We need a distraction and to find the real story. That little brat Joel managed to steal artifacts from prison just before I could escape with them. You should have never wiped the podcast existence off the internet. Now we have no clue what the heroes will do. I did us a favor. Now the heroes won't have a clue on what they have to do or when they have to do it either. Our stories have always been lost within that damn book. That's what we need to find next. But you know, I have a theory I want to test out first. That's why we must find it. Well, it's with the time traveler. Then we'll have to devise a plan to obtain it from him. Any suggestions? I'm all speakers. <laughs> hmm, I'll have to ponder the thought. But what you say is bullshit. The heroes are finding their way without even knowing it. You have all these subjects in stasis showing them the horrors of a programmed reality that don't exist. You have been tampering with their DNA and repairing the broken parts. One might think you have compassion for them and are weak. I understood to capture them and lock them up because they were meddling in our plans. But you should consider testing one subject out sooner or later. Compassion is for chumps. What's wrong with trying to make the greatest villain ever to wipe out their heroes? I don't see you doing anything. It's like I'm talking to a freaking dog, but at least a dog listens and obeys. Yes, for the most part. Huh? Why? What were you thinking? For a machine with lots of memory, and RAM, you don't seem to process things too fast. Let one of your pod people loose, and wreak havoc on the town. I want to measure our power and strength against the heroes. Oh yes, it shall be my first trial to see who wins in a fight against good and evil. I can collect the data and use it to make my future villains fight better. I have to think, though. Which one would I want to use? Yes, he has to be expendable. And undetectable. Somebody not from the SPI database. Oh, that's it. Give me a couple hours to get things ready. Don't disappoint me. Everything on this planet can feel some sort of emotion. Plants, humans, and even androids. All alive things possess fear. I wonder, what do you fear? I 
won't let you down. The fear monster would disappear and Android Man pondered on which pot person he would release upon the town. He looked over all of his victims in their containers and thought about his plan of attack. I know I'm going to lose this fight, but I want to collect as much data as I can. Perhaps I'll learn something. <laughs> Perhaps not. Now, let's see. The best course of action is probably to pull an old-fashioned job. He wandered past a horrified woman having what looked like nightmare, a twitching man, a person that was fading in and out from being invisible, the puppet master, a sleeping woman humming, and a guy who was singing but no sounds could be heard. There were other individuals all around, but we wouldn't learn about them just yet. As he glanced all around, that's when he would see them. Yes, he'll be the perfect candidate, but... First, I must make a copy and alter him just a little bit more. I see big guns. Lots of fun in your future. <laughs> it's so good to be bad. The android man went over to the computer and started inputting different codes and loading them into the stasis pod of his newest victim. When he was done, he went over to the pod and unlocked it and opened it up and injected the subject with a needle. The prisoner woke up instantly. Whoa, what the hell? Where am I? Settle down. You're safe inside my lab. You remember me, right? I'm your boss. Y yeah, I think so. Y you're the boss. But wait, why am I in your lab and not in the streets with Ashley, bagging and tagging powered people? Oh, let's just say there was an accident and your life history may have been erased. From the internet? Whew, cool. That's a good thing. I look at some weird por portraits. Yeah, portraits. I look at portraits. Yes, but you're still going to help me, though. Don't worry. Fine, whatever. Just tell me what you need me to do and I'll do it. But while you're at it, can you tell me what the hell you're jibber-jabbering on and on about? To the contrary. You think, therefore you exist, right? But the old Adam, who lived by a routine, is well, um, gone. You're more of a carefree strongman now. Adam would look down at his body and realize it consisted of fancy new tech and would begin to freak out. No, 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 you son of a bitch! This isn't what I signed up for! Undo this to me now! I'll do whatever you need me to do. I don't want to be a robot like you! No, if you bother to read my contract, this is exactly what you signed up for. <laughs> I'm afraid you don't have a choice. It has already been written. Therefore, it has to happen. If you want your old life back, you're going to have to do something for me. What? Real simple. Just go downtown and wreak havoc until a hero shows up and tries to stop you. Then kill him. Maybe start at the bank. Scare some people. Steal some money. Bring a crew. Make it look real good. And get what you can. But that goes against everything I stand for. And let alone, learned as an SPI agent, I protect and serve those who can't help themselves. Oh, do you know? Android Man went over to the random pod person and would open up the door. He would rip out the woman who was in a cocoon and then zap her in the head. As she fell down and hit the ground, it would make a loud thud so loud that it would ring everyone's eardrums who would hear it. 
blah, blah, bullshit. You protect innocent life. Ha <laughs> ha. Just now you watched me kill her. You sick, dirty dog. You get off on that kind of stuff, don't you? What? You have nothing to say? Very well. You might as well do as I programmed you to do. Why? Because I, the only shot you got, act getting your life back to normal. The android man went over to the controls on his computer and unloaded a electrical burst from his body through the computer and sent it over to Adam. He would scream in pain. You might as well kill me because I, I will never betray the code the SBI has already embedded in me and not hurt the innocents. Oh, good. I like a fighter. They're much more fun to break. <laughs> Is that all you got, Vista? We would fade out and see electricity flying all through the air around the room. We see Adam, who is now the strong man, the newest powered person, screaming in pain till he passes out. A few hours would pass and Adam would wake up wearing a mask inside of a bank with some goons and have a splitting headache. He would get up off the ground and rip the mask off of his face. Huh? What? What's going on? His eyes would flicker red for a moment and then stop. Strong man, the cops are here. What are we gonna do? We can't surrender. Wait, hold up. We aren't gonna surrender. We're gonna have to fight our way out of this. You and the rest of the team worry about getting out of here. I'll hold them off and provide the cover for you to get away. Are you sure? You seem discombobulated. Well, look at you using a big word. I try. I got a word calendar. Go now. I'll be fine. Something inside of my throbbing head is telling me I can't fight my way through this. Go now! The henchman ran towards the back of the bank with all the other robbers and loaded up the truck and would pull away. Strongman watched as the henchman pulled out from the bank and he saw a police detail go after them. He walked up and grabbed a piece of the broken wall from where the henchman had left and lifted it into the air over his head and threw it at the cops chasing the robbers. The cop thought would collide with the thrown debris and explode. This allowed the robbers to get away. The police opened up fire on Strongman. They tried bullets and tear gas, but nothing seemed to stop his rampage. He marched towards the front of the line of the police cars and flipped two of them on top of the other police car. The nearby officers would retreat, fearing what was going on. Next, the Strongman Adam would bend down and pick out the sword cover and launch it like a frisbee, and all the cops around would scream. Everybody get down! No! <laughs> The sewer gap spun in a circle, destroying windshields and ripping the tops of police cars off before returning back to him. He tossed the sewer grate on the ground and ran into it like a skateboard. He would glide across the street and sparks would be flying. He would collide into the next line of the police defense. What was left of the police cars was now destroyed and officers ran away in terror. Call the SPI! This is their jurisdiction now! <laughs> the SPI. Adam would go to flee the scene but would fall to the ground screaming in pain and said, Why does that sound familiar? Perhaps that's a sign for me to get out of here. He would be getting shots of electricity released into his brain that would be keeping him from fleeing. A black car would fly up on the scene and SPI Agent Benny would get out of his car and say, Holy sh**, it can't be. Is that SPI Agent Adam? Benny went to pull out his phone and call Ashley, but the strongman would cover his head and stomp on the ground, causing a mini earthquake. Benny would drop his phone and he would get a crack on the screen. 
As Strongman's head would be pounding, he would try to escape, but there was something inside of his head that wouldn't let him. Come on, bird dog. That's like a $500 phone right there. Uh, hey, 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 Adam, it's Penny. It's me. Calm down. I don't want to fight you. I just want to... What? Penny for my thoughts? Well, that's simple. I don't have any thoughts. Go ahead. Have yourself a look around in there. But be careful. You might get more than you bargained for. <laughs> okay, Adam, I won't use my power on you. This isn't like you. Let me just help you. Adam's gone. Only strong man now. <laughs> strong man? Mother f A new villain! Hey, strong man, who did this to you? You have caused a lot of damage here. I just want to know who's responsible. Did you plan this? I'll be lenient on depending the circumstances. Just help me help you figure this out. Then he began to whisper to a cowering policeman and said, Get me the soothsayer on the line now. I need permission to call in the cavalry. The scared policeman got Penny a police radio, and a phone called in Order 69. Order 69 was when the government decided it would be easier to use a hero or a villain to solve the mess that they got themselves into, rather than to waste the time of the military and other government branches. Some referred to it as it was the government's way to screw their enemy, which is why they used the 69. The soothsayer would approve, and the cavalry would arrive within seconds. A pod dropped in front of Penny, and Strongman went over to it and started tearing it apart. He threw the pieces all over, destroying the surrounding area, and people nearby that were watching were now running away in horror. What the? Rip! Smash! Destroy! Strongman was tearing the capsule apart as it struck down. He would eventually come to a person inside and stop dead in his tracks and be surprised at what he was looking at. The person in the capsule would throw a punch into Strongman's face and send him flying backwards, but he quickly got up. His opponent pulled themselves out of their pod and started to charge at him and went and bashed him again and again and again. Strongman would take the hits as he couldn't believe what he was seeing. How was he facing himself in a battle? Hey, I don't talk like that. How is this possible? How are you me? Me not you, you me. Bad strong guy you are. Good strong guy I am. Good! You're not real me. I real me. I prove it. Ah, damn it. Now you got me talking all stupid. They match each other punch for punch, kick for kick. The good strongman was able to use the evil strongman Adam's comic style and routine against him. This can't be possible. What, you never play game as same character to beat level before? The good strongman would land an uppercut punch and a left hook to strongman Adam's jaw, sending him flying backwards. As he hit the ground, it sent a small shockwave through the air, sending off nearby car alarms, blowing windows and cars, and anybody who remained standing would also fall down. The good strongman would jump into the air and fly about 10,000 feet up. Strongman Adam removed the rubble that was on him and would get up and leap after him with his fist flying upwards. About halfway in his jump, he would see that his nemesis would be falling down with their fist flying right at him. Within moments, they would collide and Strongman Adam would be hit, but with such power it would nearly knock him out. He would shake his head and the good strongman would grab something from the center of their belt. They would stick it to their own chest, and then punch Strongman Adam in the face a few more times. As they were falling, separating, the good strongman would grab Adam, the bad strongman, and cling on tight to him and not let him go. <laughs> nice try, imposter, but I win. 
and moments you'll hit the ground and die from taking all the blow from our fall. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Look again, fool. Your little device powering up your strength will not help you beat me. My hatred gives me strength. Powering up strength? No, heroes don't cheat. Heroes do whatever needs to be done to protect this world, even if it means death. Son of a bitch, you still got me talking stupid. A bright light would shine across the sky. Penny would be watching from the ground. If I had to turn away, the light was so bright. A second would pass, and an explosion would be the next thing that they heard. We see it's high enough that there's no damage done to the city, but it would rain down robot parts like nuts and bolts and other fluids from the sky for about five minutes. After the chaos passed, Penny and other officers gathered what they could of the robot's parts and would send it away downtown to be processed for evidence. Oh man, you guys think there's enough parts collected to be two robots or just one? I think it was two. Why? What were you thinking? Something about what happened tonight seems strangely familiar. I don't think one of them was a robot at all. Well, what makes you think that, sir? I'm not quite sure. I feel like I've heard of all this happening somewhere before. I don't know. Maybe I read it somewhere. Penny hopped into his vehicle and headed back to the SPI agency. If you're smart, you'll insert your ad now! A few hours should pass and we see Penny enter the office of the SPI. They were the branch of the government that monitors people with powers, as well as events. Penny had served this company for over 20 years, ever since someone from the SPI recruited him. He walked up to the front desk and read the nameplate that said, Agent Smokey Sherman. Good morning, Agent... Sherman? It's Smokey, yo. I'm gonna need those remains and reports on my desk five minutes ago from the event with the strongman that happened yesterday. Yeah, I'm on it. Benny lit up a cigarette and talked to himself as he walked away. Who the hell was that guy? I've been here for 20 years and I don't remember an Agent Sherman. He walked into his office and got his things situated. He checked his paperwork and there was none. He logged onto his computer and sat down. The screen on the laptop went from snowy for a moment before going black. Penny would hit the screen. Stupid piece of junk. Work faster. You're not even a year old. I miss the old days of Windows 95. Technology was so much simpler back then. Agent Sherman walked into the room. Yo, my bad. I just forwarded the attachment to your email. Everything from yesterday's battle has already been processed and taken care of. What? There's no way in hell the text could have analyzed things that quickly. What does the report say? Just tell me. I don't have enough time to clickety-click, click-clack. Yo, yo, alright, alright. Look, don't throw anything at me. It's only my first day. I promise, I won't hurt you. My bark is worse than my bite. I'm not a thrower. I'm a yeller. So get on with it! Well, the report's blank. Call the tech. There was no answer. <sighs> None of this makes any sense. How does an evil version of Adam just appear out of nowhere and wreak havoc upon the city, and then an exact duplicate shows up and stops him? So we're not going to talk about the part that there is no record of either of them having superpowers, let alone there being two versions of him. A good one, a bad one. Hmm. Oh, 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 I got it, I got it. What if one from the future and one from the past and the future one went back to the future when the past one was destroyed. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Number one, he was definitely our Agent Adam who has been missing for some time. The DNA and body parts we found should confirm that if I could just read the damn report. Sherman opened up his phone and loaded up the report from forensics and printed it out on Penny's printer for him to read. 
He did this while Penny carried on talking away. I'm the one who called in the cavalry. I was just as surprised as you when I saw the same version of Adam popped out of the capsule. Penny scanned over the report and said, This doesn't make any sense. One of the cops claimed to have found one motherboard. Shouldn't there have been two? And if Adam was an android, what happened to his brain? The stuff that ran down from the sky seems to be his blood and other human remains as well. Also nuts, bolts, screws. Did you see they found a testicle? Yo, a testicle. Oh, gross. Don't tell me that. This is why I just scanned the police reports. Are you done? You can go now. Yeah, my bad. My bad. But I... What? Got more bad news? Yeah, okay. What is it? Here, grab the testicle. Start squeezing. It'll help you calm down. It'll help you relax. Come on. That was funny. Okay. So, the suit slayer is down. Is down? That's not possible. We have our nerd squad looking at it. They think it can be fixed within a few hours. It went down right after your request for the cavalry. Phew. Good. I'm glad to hear he's going to be okay. Tell the nerds they have 45 minutes to get it fixed. Hey, wait a minute. Penny looked in the distance and saw a strong man walking towards him. He reached into his pocket. Hey, Sherman. Penny for your thoughts? Yo, I told you. Smokey's my name, man. Sherman took the penny and looked behind him and saw a strong man walking towards him. His thoughts from the last 24 hours would be absorbed into the penny. But what was strange is that Penny gave him the coin back instead of keeping it for himself. He said, Hold on to this for me. Keep it safe and get it out of here now. Sherman ran out of the room like he was a cartoon character. Strongman walked right up to Penny and grunted. The strong man would hiccup and begin to transform into a beautiful woman with long black hair down to her butt. Perhaps you recognize this form. Oh my god, Angelina? I had no idea you ended up joining the cavalry in the SPI. Seriously, it is so good to see you right now. Have you been? It's been forever. It's been so long since we've seen each other. You sound like Kid Question from those stories. <laughs> Keep it up. And you're going to make my head explode if you ask any more questions. Sorry, it's just so good to see you. You're right. We haven't seen you since I saved you as a little girl in Russia. I wasn't a little girl. I was 19. Ugh. So, how are you? I am part of what you call the cavalry nowadays. How about you? You still recruiting? Why have you never joined? Uh, I have just too much fun recruiting. Fighting was never my style. And I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Well, you may want to learn how to fight, and fast. I may have a lead on something big. You know that silly podcast you liked and forced me to listen to? Yeah, I remember. Don't say the name. Something weird is going on here at HQ, but go on. Okay, well, it's an episode of that really old podcast that I happened to come across. What? Where'd you steal this from? Come on now, that's like asking me my age. You're 34. Rude! But okay, yes, I did steal it. So what? Let's just say that the man who had it no longer needed it. And I thought of you when I listened to it. So, here. Oh, sh**. Awesome. Thank you. So, do you have some free time? Oh, I don't know. Maybe an hour? If this is what I think it is, you may want to clear your schedule. And why is that? Because we're going to be meeting the Rogue Defenders. The Rogue Defenders? You know, the people on these podcast stories. They exist right now. In our time. But how? The guy who created the podcast was one of the first meta-humans discovered. Others were around but hadn't come forward yet. He claimed he could see the future and created a podcast to warn the heroes of what was to come. That was released years ago when I was just a child. It was very popular and entertaining, but nobody dreamed the stories to be explained would actually come true. You know, people didn't have superpowers back then, so he was considered a fanatic with a side of batshit crazy, but still a decent writer. 
Whoa, that sounds so crazy, but I don't think I'm going to be able to join you this time. I have my own shit going on that I need to take care of first, but it's just so good to see you. Come on, let's go get a bite to eat and you can tell me more. Sounds good to me. Hey, you know what I was wondering? No, what? Well, if you were the other strongman that battled Adam, how did you survive the blast from being knocked out? Oh, come on, Penny. It's easy to survive a blast when you can shapeshift your body into anything or anybody. <laughs> anything or anybody? Really? What? What is it? No, I can't. It's perverted and I'm almost afraid of the answer. Oh god, here we go. Go ahead, ask away. Well, I was wondering, when you shapeshift into people, how accurate at the human anatomy are you? You know, I don't know. I've never compared myself. But I imagine I can adjust the size of anything on my body. So it doesn't really matter. You know what? Maybe we should skip dinner and go right to dessert. I like dessert. I'll get a chocolate truffle. You're so naive. Come with me. Dessert first. Then I want a mac and cheese bowl. Across the town in the abandoned radio station ten minutes ago, the villainous android man sat waiting for something. He clanked his metal fingers across the surface when somebody walked through the door. He was staring at a brain in a jar and liquid on the table. Hey, draw, I'm back, and I got some gifts. Oh, goody, 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 give me. Yes. Hey, wait a minute. That's your B2 data discs. Where's the other one? What? I don't know. Maybe it fell on some rooftop. You idiots! I need both! One was pure good. The other one was pure evil. I created both of them and pitted them against one another to record the data. Android Man went over to the computer and noticed that the soothsayer had overridden him and had dispatched a real hero instead of his toy to save the day. As he probed inside the computer more, he learned that the soothsayer had been deactivated when doing so, and he would now gain full control over it and the SPI. He would look at the catalog of powered people and who they were from all over the world, before logging back out. My bad, bro. I'll, I'll go back and look around. No! Don't send a human to do an android's job! I need the data to make the perfect villain. I want to know how a hero thinks, drinks, fights, fought, and dies. I will make the perfect villain to wipe out anybody who gets into my way. So, yo, which one did you get? The good one or the bad one? That's an excellent question. But first, the android man went over to the henchman and made his robotic eyes twirl in a circle hypnotically. Here's the paperwork you brought me from the SPI. I've cataloged and then destroyed all of the machine bot. You may go back to headquarters now, but be coy about it and don't get caught. If you need to, Kill Subject 8. Wait, hold up. Is that Catman or the Music Man? SBI Agent Sherman left with the Invisible Man while the Android Man went to put the motherboard of the Strong Man into his computer and analyzed it. He was clicking through old files when he had found some old memories that Adam had from his childhood. One was the first time he touched himself. Ew, gross. What the hell kind of memory is this? The second was him asking out a girl. Haha, <laughs> loser. Next time, take a chill pill. The third one was the next season of the Rogue Defenders podcast. It was called The Alpha Primes. Hmm, 
What's this, Alpha Primes? I loathe that name. It shall be what I call my group of evil masterminds. He clicked open the file and began to analyze the different things that were attached. There, he would see a few stories to check out. So we would start with the first one. The android man would teleport himself into the computer and we see glimpses of different things. One is a blue mist showering, falling down over the earth from space. The next glimpse is a boxing ring with two fighters inside of it. The third was him building an army, and he stood forward and raised his arm up into the air. A crowd of villains screeched behind him as he screamed. Yeah! While the android man was unlocking the secrets, a blip appeared inside of the lab, and Joel would emerge from it. He looked all around and saw the android man plugged into the computer, and lots of pods loaded into the room all around him. He went over to one pod, but it would be empty. The second one contained Ashley. The third one contained a grown man in kid's clothes. And next to him was a red-headed woman. Joel played with the controls of one of the pods till it opened. Then he went over to the next one and tried to get it open, but he couldn't. He pulled out the pepper shaker from his pocket and quickly shook it underneath his nose and teleported inside of the pod and grabbed the man and teleported him back out. The android man would exit the computer and see one pod opened and three powered people in his lab. What's the computer? Activate containment protocol. Oh, you eight one two. Oh, I have foreseen this happened once before. You won't stand a chance. Holy cow! What are we gonna do? Step back, you guys. I got this. A random cow would appear in the room, and the woman that was freed from the pod would jump out of her chamber and blast the android man with water from head to toe. When she stopped, he started laughing. Stop! Stop! That tickles! <laughs> Don't you know everything is waterproof nowadays, especially technology? Joe pulled out the pepper shaker and went to shake it, but the android man would blast it out of his hand with a shot of electricity. Ah, ah, ah! Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, that's not going to happen. Hey, Windows XP, you could try to take all three of us until you're blue in the face, but you won't stand a chance. The android man's robotic face would go from dark gray metal to a metallic blue and he would lose his breath. No, stop it. You will not use your idioms on me. Really? Because it seems to me like the cat's got your tongue. Wait a minute. I have an idea. Hey, robot, if you deem everyone a hero, but a hero had to do something bad to become a hero, are they really a hero? Ah. Uh. Shut up, shut up, shut up! You will not break or confuse me with your liar's paradox. I will destroy you all now! <laughs> he started absorbing the electricity from the machines draining them so he could release an electrical burst. What are you doing? Why are you picking your nose? You'll see. Hurry up, both of you. Touch me. The android man would teleport right behind them and tried to grab any one of the three, but would fail to do so. Joel would plug a nose hair out of his nostril that would cause him to sneeze, and his power to teleport Kid Question and Wet Girl out of there would work. The android man went over to the pepper shaker and analyzed it for clues. Hmm. I see the rogue defenders are on their way to finding one another. Good. All my plans are finally coming together. And now I'll finally learn 
just how to complete my master plan. Thanks to Strongman Adam's brain. <laughs> it was dusk when Penny left the hotel that he was at. He would hop in his car and head home. And it would take him 45 minutes to get there as he lived on the edge of town. Penny didn't know why, but he sat in his driveway for several minutes before going inside. We see him sitting in his driveway. As we go into his house, we see Joel, the sneezing time traveler, Kelly, aka Wet Girl, and Billy, aka Kid Question, talking amongst themselves. What the hell is going on? Is this real? Start answering questions now! Calm down, calm down, calm down. You guys are gonna freak this guy out when he comes home. Let's just start by saying our names to each other. Well, my name is Kelly, and I can amend him be late water. My name is Billy, but you guys can call me Kid. I can use psychic attacks when I ask a question. Well, how about you? It's obvious you're a time traveler, because how else would we get here? But what's your name? My name is Joel. Okay, now that we're done exchanging pleasantries, how about you tell us how you managed to find us and free us from the android man? Um, well, uh, short version is, I heard about it in a podcast, and then I just did it. A door would open and shut within the distance, and footsteps could be heard walking throughout the house they were in. Wait, who the hell is that? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Is this not your house? No, it's where the story told me to go. I think we're safe here, though. And if we're not? Hello? Who's here? You know this is illegal, let alone pretty stupid to break into a government agent's house. What do we do? Do we hide? Please, please, don't shoot! We need your help! Okay, I'm a reasonable man. Show yourselves. You said we, so I take it that there's more than one of you. Just move nice and slow to the center of the living room. It's revealed to be Penny, and this is his house. He would walk into his living room and keep spinning around in a circle looking over his shoulder. After he got in a full circle, he would see nothing. He would put up his fists to the fight when he heard a sneeze and a quick flash appeared in front of him. As Benny went to jump back, he would grab something off the table and a woman would emerge from a glass soda bottle. Somebody tell me what the hell that is? As Benny backed up against the window and curtains, he would bump into another person. Holy Girl Scout cookies! As he turned around, it would be revealed to be an old friend. Kid, question. But he had grown up a little. Penny? Holy shit! Thank God you're still alive! Oh man, you look so old now. Billy? Is that you? Prove it. Um, okay. Remember when I blew up Sister Alice's head? <laughs> that was a good time, right? At least till... Wait. I can't remember. The marionette king kidnapped you with the help of the fear monster, and I've been searching for you ever since. Oh god, it's so good to see you, son. Thanks, Penny. You too. Penny hugged Kid Question for a moment, while Joel and Kelly stood in the corner of the room, confused at what was going on. But Joel was right. They were in a safe spot for now. 